still had a lot to learn. Remember, the rebuilding was meant to last for a long time. At least it was meant to outlast their generation. But this is only in a decade. And people had gone back and they had forsaken and forgotten the faithfulness of God. They had become complacent and once again failed to depend on God. They set their priorities again. Their businesses mattered most. They are going back to where Haggai was telling them, consider your ways and let us go up the mountain and bring timbers and we rebuild the house of the Lord which is in ruin. Because as long as the house of God is in ruin, we shall also be affected. And after 12 years of being built up, they returned to sin again. But this time round, Nehemiah took charge. I want you to know that God's people had been built up so that they can grow up. And when they grow up, they will then be able to take responsibilities. Now the walls had been built to last. So the people must be built up to grow into maturity so that they can inherit some blessings that can only be passed on to mature sons and to mature daughters. LFM, we must express a desire for the walls of our souls to be truly rebuilt. Because Nehemiah is a type of the Holy Spirit who comes to help us to rebuild the walls of our souls. Nehemiah was forced to put a strong discipline on God's people. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 11 and 12 tells us concerning sons that so I con... Uh, Proverbs... Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. 12. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights, he corrects. If one is to be a legitimate son, one can expect correction. Because correction then gives direction and guidance and we are able to grow and to mature and to begin uh, to see God in a different perspective. Nehemiah scrutinized the people just as the Holy Spirit comes to monitor our ongoing walk with God. He scrutinized the issues that they were going through and we can look at four things this uh, day. Number one, 
they had compromised. They had the issues of compromise and unfaithfulness. Nehemiah returned to Jerusalem in verse, chapter 13, verse 7, only to find the people had fallen into great sin. And we know the Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. And he discovered the evil that Eliashab, Eliashab is a high priest. He had done for Tobias. Now this high priest had married. This a priest had married the daughter of Tobias. And Tobias is also uh, related to Sanballat. And they picked him and they brought him inside the place of worship. Now this guy can win the battles easily because now he's fighting the battles with him. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So Nehemiah is like a Holy Spirit and when the Holy Spirit sees compromise and unfaithfulness in us, he convicts us and becomes firm. He becomes firm with us so that we can repent and God brings us back. Because God is waiting for that one person who is in sin to come back. God hates sin, but he loves you more than he hates sin. He loves sinners, but he hates sin. So the Holy Spirit, our Jeremiah is grieved because the Bible tells us in Ephesians 3 verse 4 verse 3 that do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. So you and I, we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. The, the sealing is... Uh, a sure promise that we now belong to God is a mark that is put on us that we belong to somebody as we wait for the great day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is grieved and disappointed even though he has sealed us for the day of redemption. And like I said, son who is a legitimate child must be guided in order for him to attain maturity. And I want you to know that there is an inheritance that God has kept for his people. But this inheritance is never given to children. This inheritance is given to, to men and women who have become mature then the, the inheritance can be passed on to them because they will be responsible and accountable people. Raise the name of Jesus. Jesus went and was crucified. He was pulled on a tree so that 
the curses will be broken and so that now you can become the blessed of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. So Nehemiah realizes what the people had done and confronted them and confronted the families. He was angry. He almost became physical with them. If I became physical, some of you ran away from the church. He became physical. He pulled their hair. He said, how fast can it be that you have gone back? And you know, only a dog goes back to his vomit. How fast have you gone back? I just left you for a couple of years. I thought I had put structures in place. I thought the house of God was to be honored. But the people had gone back. So in chapter 13, verse 23, all the way to 27, in today's Living Translation, if you read it, it's very exciting. He also discovered other compromises. The evil guy, the evil guy has finally found his residence in a place of worship. The people of God has picked a substitute and placed him in a place of worship. And we need to be careful, brothers and sisters, not to allow a substitute to come between us and the one we worship. Because God is looking for worshipers, men and women in our generation who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God is looking for a generation like will be the generation of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The generation of uh, Daniel who says we cannot we cannot compromise even if we are thrown through the fire and the furnace is made seven times. We are not willing to bow. We are not even willing to touch king's meat. God is looking for such people because if he can find such people even in the time of pandemic they that know their God they will do exploit they that know their God they will stand firm they will guard and resist the enemy and the enemy will free from them they that know their God my sisters other compromises had been made in his absence but Nehemiah moved with boldness and decisive action he didn't just keep quiet because some members had misbehaved here he moved with boldness and a decisive action. And we see in uh, chapter 13, verse 8 and 9, he cast out the intruder. He cast him out. And he ordered for the room where he lay to be cleansed. 
And that leads me to number two point. That sometimes when we compromise and when we are not faithful, we open the door to the enemy. Opening the door to the enemy. The people are not sensitive about the enemies of their destiny. Nehemiah found out that his major opponent in the rebuilding of the wall had been allocated a room in the temple. I want that to sink. A room in the temple. A place of worship. They had taken out the instrument and the implement of worship and brought in an enemy. How can you expect God to bless you? If such a thing is happening around us, Tobias was a traitor of his people. With Sanballat, they had done everything possible to oppose the rebuilding of the wall. And a relative, <laughs> a relative had opened up a room for the traitor. And again, he was an Ammonite. If you read the Bible, uh, the, the same Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 3. These are the guys who are saying, even if you build the wall, no matter what kind of craftsmen you bring in, no matter what kind of mortar, no matter what kind of tools you will use, even a fox jumping over this wall will bring it down. They had ridiculed and demeaned and despised the rebuilding work that was done successfully within 52 days. Eliashib the priest had married Tobias' daughter. And I want to tell you, LFM, things we must or things we identify as evil it's our business to resist, even in our nation. May the Holy Spirit help us to flush out what is evil in our lives. Tobias, the enemy of the people's destiny, had occupied a room in a place of worship. must identify the enemy and cast him out. We must identify the enemy of our destiny and deal with him. Not with the emotional attachment because he's the enemy of our destiny. Nehemiah threw him out, kicked him out, and cleansed the room. Don't give a place to the powers of darkness and don't either partner with them in times of rebuilding. And LFM, I want to ask you a question and I want you not to respond. Look at your heart and admit where you have replaced the instrument of true worship with a, subst a substitute. Look at your heart and admit. 
where you have replaced the instrument of worship with a substitute who is an enemy and get rid of it. Get rid of it. As we rebuild, this is the time to come and reason with God. He says, come, let us reason together. Even though your sin is as red as crimson, I can make it to turn as white as snow. I am the Lord that healeth thee. There is nothing that I'm not able to do. May the Holy Spirit help us to identify what creeps into the place of worship whether it's at night, whether it's secretly, whether it's allowed by some of our family members, may we, through the Holy Spirit, learn to identify. May the Holy Spirit give us a strong spirit of discernment that we'll be able to distinguish between the spirits, those who are evil and those who are genuine. May the Holy Spirit release the gift of discerning of spirits in our day and in our generation in the name of Jesus. Better say amen. Nehemiah, number three, he scrutinized, kept on scrutinizing the people and then he had failed to facilitate worship. In verses 10 and 13, Nehemiah discovered that the people had stopped bringing the offerings which would have allowed worship to continue. The storehouse, there is nothing. The Revites, the singers, they have nothing in the store. And listen, this is not a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not telling you that so that you can do it. We are telling you that and we tell you these things to teach you. Why is the house of God forsaken? Nehemiah asked the leaders. Nehemiah addressed their failure to tithe and their failure to make sure that worship was sustained in the temple. The support had been mandated by God. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 verse 25, New King James Version, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. We want to thank God that uh, the lockdown are open and in some counties today people can go back to their places of worship and lift up their hands and praise God. That is not a small thing. There are some things that will not happen if the places of worship are not facilitated. 
because there is something that happens spiritually when we come here and we lift up our hands and we worship God the glory of God will come down and the glory of God will transform lives today somebody is going to go into the house of God and lift up their hands and place it we cannot run away if an enemy is running to hide in the house of God we cannot run away from the house of God some people can go for funerals they can go for weddings they can go for parties but when it comes to the house of God COVID kills people let me tell you that enemy cannot kill you when you're in the water as we follow the protocol and the regulation that are kept by God listen to me all you need to do is do what is right and God will cover you and protect you I promise you that God is not a man that he should lie from generation to generation God has been truthful to people who love him and follow him there was no facilitation People are not giving their tithes and their offerings. And yet this is the very thing that has the key for their destiny. This is the very thing. God says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's not about the economy of the country. It's not about how strong the American dollar is. Listen to me. It's about how intact the heavenly kingdom is. When you pay your tithes and your offerings, ladies and gentlemen, you're storing, you are making an investment in a place where no moth, in a place where no thieves can break. The bankers or they can break the, the lockers. And you ask me, what does this God of yours have? Listen to me, the earth belongs to him and the fullness thereof silver and gold belongs to him the cattle on the thousand hills belongs to him even before you are manifested he knew you in your mother's womb he knew you hallelujah these people had had they had built to facilitate And they had turned to their selfish priorities. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. The word of God requires us to be a people of worship. And they that worship him, John 4 verse 24, must be people who will worship him in spirit and in truth let me say something that is a little bit tough this morning or this afternoon that God wouldn't excuse casual attitude 
in this area of facilitating of uh, worship. He won't excuse our casual attitude. He won't allow you to fail to contribute what is key to your worship life. That's what has a key. Remember the story of Paul and Cyrus. They are in prison. They are condemned. They will be executed the following day. But as they raised their praise and worship, the prison doors open. May you get this revelation today in the name of Jesus. The house of God was neglected. The giving had failed. And I want to thank all of you. Because it has not failed here. But in the days of Nehemiah. And I want to thank all of you who have been giving. And I want to pray that God will remember you. And God, may God be true to his promises. The God who says that my covenant I will never break. May that be a true God that we worship in our days and our generation in Jesus' name. So the people had also neglected the Sabbath. Now the walls are intact and the gates are there. There is security, there is stability in the city so the people can do as they wish. They want to make more profits on Sunday. And this particular day is dedicated for worship. Nehemiah got angry. He commanded, I, I mean, he almost got physical, like I said. He got the leaders by their hair. He said, I want the gates shut down. I want everything shut down on a Sabbath day. And nobody should merchandise along the wall. Because this is a day that is dedicated to our God. This is a day of worship. This is a day of thanksgiving because of what he has done to us. Observing the Sabbath was a direct expression of the covenant they had with God. As you see in uh, chapter 13, verse 15 to 22. Nehemiah also confronted the issues of marriage. They had married foreign wives. So he's confronting parents. He says, ah, it is recorded that your children, when they come to a place of marriage, this is how it should be done. This is how it should be done. This is how it should be done. And since we are the people of God, we are not going to compromise. So he confronted that. The people were doing what they had covenanted with God not to do. And finally, number four, 
covenant breakers. LFM, when we refuse to grow up, we break God's covenant. And when we break God's covenant, the serpent will come in and bite. And his bite is a poisonous one. We may not survive. Psalms 89, verse 34, the Bible says, My covenant I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. in a university you become because the words he speaks out of his mouth nobody can alter when God says he has blessed you he will never break his covenant nor alter the words that has gone out of his lips look at verse 35 35 Niger I have sworn by my holiness. I will not lie to David. Next, Dominic. His seed, look, this is about your children. And listen, because I'm his messenger, as I talk, as I speak about it, it also affects your children and your children's children. He says his seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. Then meta meta, shining. 37. <laughs> it shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. The stars will be there every time you get out at night and it is dark and you see the stars. They remind you as a witness that what God has said can never break his covenant. So sometimes you need to just go out and see nature at night. If you see the moon, it's reminding you of the things that God has said and he can never nullify them in your generation. He did it for others. Our children will be blessed. Our children will conquer the gates of their enemies. If I, if I were you, I would say amen. Our children are for signs, wonders, and miracles. Our children shall be great. Okay, your children, your children. Let me remove myself here. Your children shall be great. Hmm? 
Unajua naweza sema hivyo na utaki wangu wabarikiwe. Wacha niseme wako watabarikiwa. They will be blessed. So when we refuse to grow up, we break his covenant. Nehemiah confronted what was going wrong. This helped them to understand how significant rebuilding was. What we are rebuilding LFM is supposed to last for a lifetime. It's supposed to outlive our generation. Glory to God. It's supposed to change our city. 24 years ago, when we came here, this was a tiny village. But there is no day that I've got near a village. I always call this a city. Hmm? I always call this a city. The other day, the president was here to open a certain factory in Kimathi University. that deals with the semiconductor, very sensitive, high security gadgets being done here. Let me tell you, as we prophesy great things, our city would change and be transformed. And when our city is changed and transformed, then our lives change and transform. Somebody must prophesy. Hallelujah. The other day, I don't know, can't remember which year. I see that oil can tilt from South Sudan and it tilts towards Kenya. Let me tell you, oil can also tilt from Trukana and towards Kenya. Men of God don't say nice things. They say some things that you can't believe. But when they say they happen, We prophesy that treasures of darkness in our region begin to be unveiled in the name of Jesus. Wealth that is hidden in secret places will begin to manifest on behalf of God's people in our region and especially people in this church. This church. This church is for resourceful men and women. Resourceful men and women are people who make things happen. That's who you are. But then we must grow into maturity. Are you with me? Nehemiah pointed out covenant breakers and commanded the gates to be locked down. Are you being built up so that you can grow up? Then we grow up, we must not violate our commitment to God. Our restoration will manifest when we totally obey the Holy Spirit's convictions in our lives. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, is our counselor, is our guide. If we are rebuilt, Dr. Wahome, then 
we should live a restored life. If LFM, you are rebuilding the year 2021, then you should begin to manifest a restored life. We must begin to see it in your life and in the life of your children. The word of God that we preach here must become practical in your life and in your daily lives. Because when the word of God goes forth, it will never return empty. It will accomplish what it is sent to do. May there be evidence in your life in the name of Jesus. If we are rebuilt LFM, we should live a restored life. I had lost it yesterday, but by the grace of God, I gained it back. Not by might, not by power. It's by the Spirit of God. It's not because I'm a good guy, but because of His grace. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we are rebuilt, we must enter this other the next level to grow in the grace. The grace means the unmerited favor of God. The unmerited. That's what his grace is all about. You don't deserve it. I didn't deserve it, but because of God's favor and grace, you can grow into it. And to grow into his knowledge, you know who he is. He's not just a church guy. We must go beyond church mentality we must just go beyond just going to church and having a relationship with him the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to him be the glory both now and forevermore and as I finish one more thing therefore LFM let us move Hebrews 6 verse 1 let us move, let us therefore move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. an advanced level That's what will deal with the stunted growth in the body of Christ. The things that hinder us growing as a body. Let us deal with them and we enter another advanced level. That's why there are classes that are taking place right now. The 101, the 201, where we enter into maturity. Return that scripture, Hebrews. The sixth one. Thank you, Dominic. Listen. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance. So, repentance, kila siku tumeokoka. 
na tuliokoka sasa tupande kiwango kingine Every day is not a salvation day. We've been deceived. Now we've been moved from death to life. Now we have come to a place where we must now move in him and bring the instrument of worship and be a radical believers, be militant, the soldiers of Jesus Christ and move the kingdom of God to another level. playing again repentance from dead works eh? anisa tu imedwelo hapo repentance na maombi uh-uh. they are important lakini tumeokoka tupande kiwango kingine umeokoka you are now unable minister to reach out go into all the world and teach disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost and telling them the kingdom of God is near the kingdom of God is at hand you now hold the keys of the kingdom they are not in the hands of the enemy you have the keys whatever you shall bind here or not shall be bound and whatever you shall loose in heaven shall be loosed Therefore, my brothers and sisters, in conclusion, if you, one, if you are built up to grow up, then deal with compromise and unfaithfulness. May God help us to scrutinize every area of life. Number two, let us shut doors that permit the enemies of our destiny in our lives. Three, let us remember and help to facilitate worship in the body of Christ. And four, finally, let us deal with things that lead to dishonoring God's covenant with us in our generation. May God restore you. May God establish you may God strengthen you and may God say to you now and henceforth in Jesus name Amen let's appreciate the bishop once again let's also appreciate the king of kings and the lord of lords